Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Testimony too, amen. Let's welcome Mrs. LK Quatton to give her testimony. Wow, please let's clap for her as she comes up. Amen. amen. So please introduce yourself. My name is Elkie, Elkie Kwating, and, um, <laughs> and um, I'm a teacher with the New Believers School. Wow, let's clap for her, wow. And please, what's your testimony about? Okay, so my testimony is about how Bishop's Prayers saved me from a mistake I made in the wow. office. Wow, please, like, tap into it. <laughs> You've been hearing the prayers all the time. Have you been able to, like, escape from something? Just tap into what she's saying. Amen. So, um, I work in a bank, um, Fidelity Bank to be precise. Wow. And um, on the 5th of July, specifically, um, a customer came into the office and um, he gave me a letter to close an account that he has. Has um, three accounts, so he just wanted to maintain two, and then we close one of them. So the instruction was, as you close the account, and move all his funds into the other accounts that he had. And for some strange reason, I don't know what happened. The instruction was not executed. Chessy I don't know messy. what happened. I just don't know what happened. The letter got mixed up with some of my files and a lot of things, and. I did not do the instruction. So I even forgot about it. Three weeks later, the customer walked into the branch furiously, very angry, because the money that was in his account, apparently he had signed on to an insurance policy. And I don't know if you know about insurance companies. Once you sign up, they will not even give you a notice or whatever. It just keeps going. So, the man's money just vanished from the account. Man. The insurance company just took all the money. So, he came in, went straight to my boss and it's like, ah, I brought a letter, I asked you to close the account, da, 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 and the account was not closed and my money is not. I said, hey. So, my boss came down to me and it's like, Elki, this customer said he brought a letter to you and asked, and because I had forgotten, I said, ah, how can you give me an instruction and I will not work on it? I mean, I mean, I just told my boss that it's not possible because there's no way I would take a letter and I will not work on it. So, instead for me to rather 
be calm and went. <laughs> I was rather, you know, just trying to tell my boss that it's not possible. So my boss said, okay, I should sort the issue because the, the customer is not happy. So I was just sitting there and I just went to the back. I went through my files and lo and behold, the instruction was there. Mercy. Hey. I same way that he never never ever. The instruction was there, received by yours truly, and I did not do the instruction. Hey. So I just took the letter and then I just closed the account. Now the customer says he wants all his money back. Hey. Now in a bank, when you are giving an instruction and you don't execute it, number one, you are giving a query. Number two, you are giving a red card, which means that you are going to lose your bonuses, some of your allowances. I mean, you, you might even lose some of your salary because this is a serious case. Since 5th July, he came back three weeks later and I did not even recognize that I have not even done the thing. So my case was triple. <laughs> So I just went home and I just prayed to God that God, this one, I deserve judgment. There is no two ways about it. I deserve judgment. So God, please, this one, I plead for mercy. Because that is all I can ask for. Because my boss is going to give me a query and the customer too, I need to find his money for him. So long story short, I mean, I prayed and I went to the office. The next morning, my boss, who is usually very affable, I mean, will call me, okay, how are you, Dana? He walked into the office very angry. He didn't even look at my face. I said, hey, and then I said, Messi. <laughs> so I just went straight to him and I explained everything to him. Like the letter got messed up with some of my files. He said, Elkie, this is not done. I can't go and tell the customer this. So what do you want me to do? I said, boss, please find something. So he said, I can't tell him anything. We must find his money. We must. It's a must. We must find the money. Hey! And the money I'm talking about is worth more money. Hey! Please, like, how much? I don't, I, I can't give a figure. It's, oh, it's, not, it's not a practice of a banker to give figures of customers. But it was not a small money. So I just prayed again and I told God that God, wherever the money is, because insurance companies don't give you back your money. So I just told God that God, this one, Bishop always prays for us that may God forgive us all our mistakes. Amen. So this is a mistake and I admit it that I have done a mistake. So God, I'm pleading for mercy. Please, wherever the money is, touch the person's have to release the money to the customer's account. So I made calls. I called our head office and those who know the insurance companies that please speak to them on my behalf because this one day, I don't know where I'm going to find the money to give to the customer. Two days later, one of our managers from the head office called that. By the grace of God, the insurance company has released the money and they said, I used to sit down there. It's like you don't understand what she's saying, though. Amen. I was so shocked because it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that an insurance company will take your money and they will say that they are bringing it back. It doesn't happen. I don't know if, you, if any of you have a policy with any insurance. It doesn't the, happen. The money is gone, crap. So I just told God that God, thank you. And again, my boss also did not give me the query. Wow. He did not issue me wow. the red card. Wow. Nothing Please of the sort happened. To God. And, I mean, I was just divinely, you know, sorted out by the grace of God. So I just want to thank God for divinely helping me to escape this. Because the money I would have paid, I don't know where I would have gotten the money from. So I just want to tell the church that 
let's believe in the prayers that our bishop prays for us, especially the flow prayers. Those of you don't join. Because some of the prayers that he prays for us, the mistakes, every time he says it, the mistakes that you make, may the Lord save you from it. And this was a mistake. And the Lord saved me. So I want to encourage the church, let's join the flow prayers. Let's join and we will be blessed. Amen. Amen. Your hand clap is too weak. Put your hands together for Jesus. Are you happy to be here? You don't look happy. I said, are you happy to be in church today? Then I want you to put your hands together and give the Lord a joyful, make the Lord a joyful sound. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell anybody we are about to be blessed. Our lives are about to be touched. Last week, our pastor preached to us about, yes, the blood of Jesus, giving us access into the throne room of grace. Hallelujah. Giving us access into the presence of God. Today, I don't know the message that is coming, but I know that when you hear the message from the anointed servant of God, your life will be changed. Hallelujah. I want us to stand to our feet. I want you to put your hands together for the bishop of this cathedral. Put your hands together for E.S. Joy. Put your hands together for him. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me. And all my days. I've been held If you know it, join us, sing us, sing it. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you've been faithful. I love your boy. You have led me through the fire. 
After you, before you are aware, may good things be happening on your left side, may good things be happening on your right side, may good things be happening behind you, may good things be happening in front of you. That wherever you are, whatever is going on, that the goodness of God will pursue you in the name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Father, we are so grateful that we can come to church one more time. Thank you for everything that has gone on, every ministration that has encouraged us, that has lifted us, that has helped us. We are so grateful. And as we come before your word, Spirit of God, have your way. May I just be a vessel in your hands. Say what you will say and do what you will do. This I ask in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. Don't sit down just yet. Find your Bible. Let's make our confession. Some of you, when we are standing, you are sitting. And you are a young person too. What's your problem? I don't mind the older people, but the younger people, I don't understand you. Come on, stand to your lazy feet. And lift up your Bible and let us make our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Put your hands together as you take your seat. Hallelujah. Well, it's a nice Sunday and it's a good time to be in church. I can see Mr. and Mrs. Clifford on one side of the church. We shall hear from them. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't often do this, but I just feel that I want to do it. Am I allowed? Yeah. yeah, there are some days that are more special than other days. And so today there are some four people. I'm going to pray for them before we start. Amen. Yesterday, three people shared the same birthday. Hey, are you there? Oh, your yes is not strong. Oko and Ata, where are you? Okay, please come. I'm going to pray for you in the service this morning. And they shared the same birthday with Pastor Augustine. So I'm going to pray with him. And today is Pastor Hope's birthday. I don't know. We have to see your parents and ask what is it about these particular, particular dates. Hallelujah. Today is the 1st of August and I think we just want to pray with them. It's Hey, mommy, my birthday. You didn't call me. I'm sorry. I'm just doing what, I mean, allow us to follow the leading of the Spirit, okay? Uh-huh. Stretch your, your hands towards these ones. As you can see, all of them work in the house of God. So maybe you are not working in the house of God. Let's just pray for them and just pray that the will of God will continue to be done in their lives. We thank God for them and we thank God for all that they do. Father, we thank you so much for these four men, young and younger, who share a birthday this weekend. We thank you for their lives. We thank you for what you're already doing with them. And we pray, Lord, that your hand will be, continue to be with them. I pray, Lord, that they will love you. 
even more than they do already and follow you all the days of their lives. I pray that you will lift them up and help them. I pray that you'll watch over them and cause the things that they do to do well and to prosper. Bless them and bless their homes and keep them, Lord, from every plan of the enemy. Let us be glad that we know them. And Lord, I pray that as they move further and further in their lives, they'll go deeper and deeper into the things of yours. And may they be known everywhere that they go because of your glory that's on their lives. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You can take your seat. And tell neighbor, don't be jealous, okay? Sometimes it's like that. Yeah. I'm sure somebody is there. Maybe your birthday was the Friday, but we, I mean, yeah, you were not called inside. But God has seen you already. God, hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the house? I said, are you happy to be in the house of God? Wow. It's a good Sunday to be in church. And we shall hear from Mr. and Mrs. Clifford after the, at the end of the service. So let's go straight into the, 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 what should I call it? The word of God. Is that okay with you? Yeah, we want to go straight into the word of God. Hallelujah. Uh, hold on a minute. Uh, Lady Reverend, please climb up the steps. And that's for this head here. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, we are beginning a new series. How many of us know that this is the first of August? This is the beginning of the eighth month of the year. Can you believe it? Hey. Say your neighbor what? Hey. The eighth month of the year. And we're going to go into a series. We're going to be discussing something that is so important for you. And I want you to make up your mind that you are not going to miss it. Miss any Sunday for the next number of weeks. Is that okay? There are some sermons that or some messages from God that can make your life. Do you understand? When you hear it, it has such an impact on your life. And I believe that this is one of those messages. Because if you listen and you listen well, it will change the way you do things. Uh -huh. It will change the way you do things. Many things that we do and we are just manifesting. Do you understand? We're just doing what we feel like doing. But later, when you realize that it means something and you allow it to sink into you, it can change your life. For instance, for example, many years ago, Bishop Dad preached a message, Christ and his estimate of a soul. That message for me changed my life. Because I used to hear them saying that, oh yes, I mean, you are worth more than everything in the world, etc. But it was when he preached that message that it occurred to me that I'm really precious. And it changed my life. Because when you are precious, there are some things you don't do. Are you here? It's like when you are wearing blue jeans and when you are wearing white jeans. When you are wearing white jeans, you sit anywhere. Anywhere is okay. But when you are in white jeans, you say, mm-mm, mm. It will, yes. So how you handle yourself, because you are, in a, you are wearing something a bit more precious, if you like. The blue is the more common one. It's everywhere. You can sit on the cement wall. You can sit on the carpet. You can sit on a chair that you have not dusted. But when you are wearing white, you begin to do something a little more carefully. And when you are aware that you are so precious, some things you used to do, you don't do them anymore. That's what that message did for me. Hallelujah. My prayer is that the message that you will hear today is a message that will have that impact upon your life. Hallelujah. 
Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Amen. For the next few weeks, we're going to be discussing loyalty. And before you start to do like you know everything, oh, loyalty, dear Matibi. Really? If I even ask you how many books on loyalty we have, you can't tell me. The books are about 10. Meanwhile, you haven't even finished reading one. I'm going to come down and someone should bring me a microphone. I shall ask the, not the pastors, those behind the pastors to give me the titles of the other. It's okay, it's okay. The room has become tense already. <laughs> but in these few weeks, we're going to be discussing so many angles of loyalty. Loyalty is the same as faithfulness. And I always tell people that when you have a word that you don't have in your language, it means you don't have that thing. So it means you now have to either learn it or acquire it. Can I give you an example? I don't know what language you speak, but so far I'm yet to meet one of our languages that has one word for the word maintenance. Maintenance. We have a phrase, not a word. When a phrase is several words together, but you have a word in your language for maintenance, do you see why we don't maintain anything? <laughs> we don't have a word for it. We don't know it. So when you are going to maintain something, you have to teach yourself to maintain it. To, to, you have to teach yourself. Hey, the church has become quiet. If we come to your room right now, there's a lock. It has stopped locking. We didn't change it. You see, maintenance is not that thing is spoiled and you repair. No, maintenance is that the thing has not spoiled and you are keeping it going. What we know is that the thing is spoiled and we change it. Uh -huh. We know how to renovate. We don't know how to maintain. So you will see that if you decide I'm going to maintain something, you must learn it. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't come naturally. In the same way, we don't have the word loyalty. And, and the church is quiet. What is loyalty in she? No credit. But no credit is not loyalty. No credit is truthfulness. I'm a girl. Uh, please, the girls. I don't know the word for loyalty. Do we have it? You see, she's thinking of it because we don't have it. <laughs> now they say I should ask you you also don't know the word for loyalty is it any wonder therefore that we walk in unfaithfulness naturally you see now you are doing your things again you are, you are, I know you don't enjoy what I'm saying I'm sorry I wish I could change it but it is true we are more likely to be disloyal than loyal. I will give you an example you can relate to. How many of you, you have a watch seller that you like somewhere? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Then you relate to my example. <laughs> there used to be a certain watch seller around this campus. She was a good watch seller. Her watch was good. One day she disappeared. We couldn't find her. And about three, four years later, Lady Pastor Eunice, who used to be here with us, is marriage that took her out of the country. But Lady Pastor Eunice was working at Tech Junction when she saw the lady. 
She actually called me that, hey, can I believe that our watcher lady is here? We're happy to have found her again. But what had happened? This woman's watcher was good enough for her to have one joint here and another one over there. But there's a problem. What's the problem? The problem? <laughs> the problem is that if you start the one here, then you leave it with somebody and go to start the other one there. By the time you come back, they have spoiled your thing. Is it true or is not true? So even though the woman's business could have grown into a large something, doing selling watch on campus, sell, uh, selling watch at the junction, watch at Bomsu, it didn't happen. Why? Because when you go and take somebody, including you, for a few days you pretend to be okay. And then you do her. It's true. Hey, you are very quiet this afternoon. Oh. But what I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? It is the reason why many businesses cannot expand. Because of unfaithfulness. The person who you will leave it with is more likely to spoil it than to keep it. And that is because we are naturally unfaithful. Eish. We are naturally unfaithful. That's why it's something that we must learn. Because it doesn't come to us naturally. I've already shown you that in our language, but we don't have it as a word. We don't have it. You see. If I show you disloyalty, shall I show it to you well? In the house. Mother, father, children. Then that is manifesting as usual. And mommy looks at you. She hasn't said anything. But that's it. That's it. When you stand behind somebody, hey, whoosh. It's all part of our unfaithfulness. So daddy is there thinking that you are all on his side, but it's not like that. And vice versa. Some of you thought I was only going to talk about, oh, how a man is unfaithful to his wife. It's around us everywhere. Everywhere. As for the children, I don't want to go into the unfaithfulness of the children. I don't want to enter. I don't want to enter it. I, I am a pastor of children. And I watch how the parents believe their children. I say, oh! Oh! And that's why we are preaching and preaching and preaching. Praying that they will just move with God and change. So pastor, if you are a parent, don't stop your child from coming to church, please. There are things about your child you don't know. Uh-huh. Oh, that's what my child tells me everything. That's what you think. That's what you think. I am a pastor of children. I've been a pastor of young people since 1997. The one thing I can tell you is that you don't know your child. Yeah. That's why my children, I'm not their pastor. They also have a pastor. So that they'll go and talk to their pastor and get help. You think you know everything. Oh, no. Oh, Mali. Got this nice man here. His mother thinks he's a nice guy, Timothy Williams. Hey. When I met him, he used to come to church once every whatever. Are you there? Does your mother know that you used to beat your girlfriend? That's the chili. You see, everybody's like, hey, hey. Why are you bullying him? The people bullying him cry they are worse than him. <laughs> Katapan was going to bully you. 
Can you imagine? If I open your docket, if I open your docket right now, and all these guys, their mommy's boys, pa, their mothers really like them and believe them. Yeah, but before they found <laughs> it was the Lord who made the difference. Hey! Tips came to my office one day. He said that because of this girl, he'll die. <laughs> what I'm saying is true, it's not true. Your sisters cried their head, they would have beaten you. <laughs> but I thank God for Jesus. I said, I thank God for Jesus who forgives us washes us when you want to do something let's just stop it and puts us on a narrow road hallelujah because left to ourselves we are not correct left to ourselves we are unfaithful people yeah we'll manifest it's just real some people are feeling very righteous they're saying that hey Tims, is that how you are please watch yourself <laughs> watch yourself nobody knows your matter <laughs> He is saving and rescuing us. Hallelujah. So today, I'm just very quickly going to take you. You know, the Bible is the main teacher of loyalty. Let's go to our scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. It's a very important scripture. Don't start. Oh, I know it already. Please don't start. Look at something. It says, moreover, it is required in a steward that a man be found faithful. If God is going to do anything with you and with me, he needs us to be faithful. As human beings, we often think that it's more important that the person is skillful, but it's not true. What is most important is that the person is faithful. Faithful. What is the use of your skill if you are not faithful? So in this church, if you see a young man or lady sitting behind an instrument, the person has been faithful with it. So you may not be the best pianist in the world. Maybe not. But you are faithful. We can count on the fact that you'll be here today. And by the grace of God, you'll be here tomorrow. And by the grace of God, you'll be here another time. Somebody may be more skillful, but we can't guarantee that you'll be here. So you have made yourself of low value because you are not faithful. Amen. Are you there? As we go through the scriptures, we see that people who are unfaithful or unfaithfulness often results in execution. When I say execution, termination. The thing is finished. Yeah. And it shows you that it's a very serious thing. And that's why the Bible says that be faithful. If you have picked something to do, be faithful with it. Many of us, we are here today, but not here tomorrow. We are doing the thing today. We are not doing it tomorrow. Amen. And so I want to show you how disloyalty or unfaithfulness begins to work in us. So that when you see it, I'm sharing with you, so that first and foremost, cure yourself. Please tell your neighbor that. Don't start thinking that you are faithful, okay? Jack, don't do Or you are more faithful than me. Cure yourself. <laughs> cure yourself. Hallelujah cure yourself. How does a person walk in life until the person spoils their life by unfaithfulness? It begins by having an independent spirit. An independent spirit. Now when you say an independent spirit, you can begin to wonder what is that? Independent, there is good independence and there's evil independence. 
if your child is 30 years old, you don't expect him to be dependent on you anymore. So when your 30 year old says, I'm moving out of home to start another house, it's a good thing. It's a good independence. It's an expected independence. And it's the right thing to do. But when your eight year old comes and says, I don't like the way you are treating me in this house. <laughs> I'm moving out. <laughs> then you are seeing evil independence. Be- independence that is happening at the wrong time, in the wrong place, in the wrong way becomes evil independence. That's how it begins. Some of you can't take an instruction. If they ask you to do A in the house, you do B. Mm. Hello. Ask your neighbor, can you take instructions? What did your neighbor say? You are not independent, oh. Oh, me, I'm an adult. I'm independent. You are not independent. If you were independent, you would not obey the working time tomorrow in your office. If you say that you work, Mrs. Elke, you are working for Fidelity. What time do you start? You have to be there at what time? 7.30, you have to be there. Uh-huh. Can you tell your, your boss that, uh, oh, right now, look, I'm going to drop my child in school, so you can't say it. Can you say, oh, I'm feeling hungry, so I'm going to eat before? No. Why? You are not independent. Once you are a worker in that bank, you must be there. Are you here? Some of you are students. Your school starts at what time? Seven, eight, whatever. They tell you that you should be there by 7 a.m. You cannot wake up and say, I won't be there. No. Once you are tied to that institution or that organization, you have to be there. Ask your neighbor, what time did you come to church this morning? Oh, it's just an example. It's just an example. If you are in church, you are not independent. If you are a member of this is our second service, you are a member of the service, it begins at a certain time. So just, just be there. But you see our independence beginning to manifest. And it makes things very difficult. Yeah, it makes things very difficult. One of the places in churches that really suffer are the choirs. Yeah, when you see a choir come and stand like that, it's a blessing. Because to get everybody to come at the time, that's why I'm doing my things. When I finish, I'll come. It doesn't make things work. And if that's how you are, you are not a blessing. Will you? One day. You see, some of the stories here, I'm just going to give you the address. You go and read it yourself, okay? You know that, you know King David was the king of Israel. Okay. He had an army commander called Joab, Second Samuel chapter 3, thereabouts. Joab was a man who had been with David for quite a while. He was the head of his army. But he was very, he could be very independent in the things he did. Very independent. So one day, King Saul was now dead. And King Saul's army commander called Abner said, look, this fight that we have been doing, the man who was making us fight is now dead. There's no more reason to fight. So let's go and make peace so that the thing will end. So he went to see King David. And he said, please, oh, I don't really have any case with you. And Saul, who had a case with you, he has passed. So please, let us, let bygones be bygones. I'm now on your side. And David said, it is great. While David was having that meeting, Joab, his army commander, was not there. Are you with me? 
He was not there. He had gone somewhere. So he came back to here. Please, let the girls sit well. We are in church. Thank you. Are you there? So he came back to hear that peace had been made between the king and his enemy. And he said, no, 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 no. Please, who has more power? The army commander or the king? Okay. King says there is peace. Army commander says how? There is no peace. So, unknown to David, he sent them to go and call Abner, Saul's and when the man came, the man came because he thought there's peace now. There's no issue. When the man came, he called him. <laughs> My sister comes. Imagine that she's Joab. She is Abner. So he comes. So she doesn't know that there's any danger. She knows there's peace. So she comes all the way. And as the guy did like he's going to hug her, he just stabbed her. And he just killed the man. He just killed him. The king says peace. Who are you to say no peace? But that's what he did. Because he was an independent spirited person. Evil independence. There are some of you, you never do what you are told to do. If they say let us do this, you will do that. Uh, is it true or is it not true? I'm wondering why you are so quiet. We are all wearing red. You wear white. Please, so quiet in the house. When they give you a uniform, wear it. I didn't have money. I didn't ask you about money issues. They said, quiet. You answer after the service why some of your people were not in the uniform. There will always be a reason why not. But if you remember that what is required of us is faithfulness, you'll be faithful. It's just a sign. Yeah, it's just a sign. And it's the beginning. And so when you cannot, an instruction cannot be given to you, you will not do it. Or you'll do it how you think it should be done. So your mother says, first, do this one. Second, this one. And third, this one. Then you wake up and say, no, I'll do this one, number two, I'll do it first. I won't do number three at all. Then I'll go and do number four, five, and six. And that's what some of you do. Then when your mother is angry now, you say that your mother is some way. It's true, she said I should wash the dishes, but me, I went to clean the cupboard. At least she should be happy I cleaned the cupboard. Hey, dear, hey, pa. Independence. You see, it doesn't look like an evil thing. That's why I'm talking about it, so that you begin to see it. From today, try to obey the instructions that you have. Try to obey. Some of you, your phone is spot because you don't obey instructions. You don't obey instructions. That's why your things are spoiling. I know some people, every phone they have is spoiled. It's a sign. You are doing something wrong and you keep doing the wrong thing. Hey! Mercy. I'm talking to some people in the house today. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. When you are independent, you are doing your own thing. Hey, mommy, I don't like people controlling me. It's an evil spirit. Everybody in the world is controlled by somebody. What do you mean by you don't like? What? Have you not seen that even President of the United States, he can do what he wants? He can do a lot of things, but he's not independent. He cannot just wake up and say that this and that and that. Not at all. 
even at, because when you are the president of the US, you are one of the most powerful people in the world. But even there, he cannot do what he wants. Go and ask Trump. <laughs> he had a Nancy Pelosi to keep him in check. Hey, are you in the house or you are quiet? The guy said, I will show you my taxes. And he sat on the chair for four years. And for four years, they'll ask, we haven't seen your tax returns. And he'll do, no, no, no. They'll ask again, uh, today, he's no longer president. They say, bring the thing. Bring the thing. Are you there? Push your neighbor and say, there's nothing like total independence. There's nothing like that. Total, complete independence. Not at all. Not at all. Amen. And when you fight it, you begin to fight your own life. Begin to fight your own life. Now, after the independence, you move on to an even more deadly thing. You see, it makes you somebody who is very easily hurt. So you get offended easily. People who are always offended are dangerous people. Yeah. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, offense makes, makes you dangerous. Meanwhile, the truth is that all of us will be offended sooner or later. Yeah, you are either offended now, or you have been offended, or offense is coming. <laughs> Luke chapter 17 and verse 1. It's just a scripture. It's just if you believe the scripture, the scriptures are true. No, that's not what I'm looking for. Let me check it. Hmm. Hey, hmm. Hmm. This man, he has woken up today. I wonder where he slept yesterday. <laughs> that's right. Luke 17, 1. Let me see. Luke 17, 1. Let me see. Aha, uh-huh, that's it. Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible that, but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. So the person who brings it is in trouble, but it will by all means come. Why is it a problem? Matthew 24, verse 10. Matthew 24, verse 10. Oh, I need some speed, honestly. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And then shall many be offended. When you are offended, when you are hurt, are you there? You can easily become a betrayer. You easily become a betrayer. You see? And then you can hate one another. Are you in the house? That is why when you are offended, you must heal. Do you understand when we say offended? You are hurt. There are some of you, you are walking around the world hurt all the time. Any small thing, you are hurt. When you are corrected, you are hurt. When you are told that something is not right, you are hurt. When somebody makes a mistake, you are hurt. I'll show you one cure for offense. One cure for hurt. You will never be hurt again. Should I share it with you? One thing that even happens, you will never be hurt again. Are you sure I should tell you? At the back, can I tell you? In the middle, should I tell you? Just die. Only a dead body will never be offended again. That's why they can open them, watch the fridge, they bring out the body, they throw it, and you, the relative, you're like, oh! But the dead body, don't say anything. 
Don't say, oh, eyes to crack. KB, they'll pick the body again. Big bam! And ice. Oh, doesn't feel anything. But if you are alive, by all means, somebody will hurt you. Somebody will walk on your toes. Somebody will push you by mistake or deliberately. Somebody will do the wrong thing. It is up to you. And it is. You must be cured from hurt. There are some of you, something that happened nine years ago. Say, so I'll never forget. I'll never leave it. It's your life you will destroy. It's your life you will destroy. Hmm. You see, when you tell people that they should forgive, they say that, hey, but you don't know what the person gave, did. That's not the point, oh. When you don't forgive, the person has got you twice. Yeah, the person has got you twice. You see, I want you to write down the places you are going to go and read because I have a very short time. If I go into all the stories, we won't finish. And I'm finishing all these points today. So first, independence. Second, offense. In the book of, in fact, Second Samuel is full of these loyalty, disloyalty examples. Second Samuel, <coughs> chapter 13. There's an interesting story there. There was a young man called Absalom who was the son, one of the sons of David. And he had a beautiful sister called Tamar. So write it down. This week is part of your quiet time. You read it. Now, Tamar was very beautiful. And they had a half-brother. That means same father or same. They have one parent that's the same. In this case, the father was the same, but different mother. The brother was called Amnon. And Amnon said that he is in love with his sister Tamar. Don't ask me questions that I cannot answer. <laughs> and that he must have his sister Tamar. Now, the story goes on to show that Amnon had a bad friend called Jonadab. Some of you, some friends, you must delete them from your life. This was the beginning of all the issues that Absalom had. This friend called Jonadab. He went and told Amnon that, oh, he gave him a plan how to trap the girl. And he did it. Yeah. How to trap his own sister. He did it. And he raped his own sister. So when Absalom, that's her full brother, when Absalom heard of it, then Absalom said, oh, how possible? And he cooled the sisters out, you stay here with me. And then he just sat there. <laughs> Are you in the house? The Bible said that. He didn't say anything. It is not normal, though. It's not normal. There should have been some reaction, you know. He should have reacted. He should have gone to insist that, that you must do something about it. But he just sat there coolly. The man was offended. The man was offended. The Bible says that for two years he said neither yea nor nay. Some of you are like that. When you're offended, I won't say anything. You see, that I will not say anything. I feel a poison ever more. In the two years that he didn't say anything, he was hatching a plan. He was hatching a plan. By the time he was finished, Amnon was dead. Oh, cry. He killed him. And you must ask yourself, what will make one... Look, somebody should control those two children over there. Yeah, those two. Please carry them over there. Where children grow? Eh, children grow over there. Go over there. There's a place for children. Ajay. <laughs> Are you here? He killed his own brother. Killed him. 
40 years later, he attacked his father. Yeah. David was on the run. Yeah. It took 40 years. 40 years of bitterness. If you are sitting here this morning, somebody has offended you. I beg you, today, leave it. Leave it. Because what happens is that it destroys your own life. That's what happened to Absalom. He became so bitter. When you are bitter, your mind is not thinking well. Your mind is no longer clear. Are you in the house? Hey, hello. Because when you are hurt, one of the things that easily happens is that you are now quiet. You have become passive. I won't say anything about anything anymore. When you find yourself there, you are walking in a, on a dangerous path. I wonder who you have quarreled with that you have said, I will not say anything. I didn't say you should go and like the person. I said, let it go. Let it go. But you have held the thing. Bitterness makes you mad. Bitterness makes you behave as though you are mad. You can't see clear. Are you in the house or you have your responses when you are hurt are not normal. One time something had happened. It's a very long story that I cannot tell you now but I was quite hurt. And then the Lord gave me a picture that has stayed with me. An iron had bent my palm. So I was going to take a shower and because of the wound in my palm I put my hand in a funny place. Do you see? so that it will be safe over there. At that time, I was unhappy over this situation that I cannot, I don't have time to go into now. And God used this to show me something. I was having my shower, and then he asked me, why is your hand there? I said, oh, because of the wound. The next question, you see, when God is talking to you, many times there's thoughts that drop in your mind. So the thought that dropped in my mind, why, is water painful? Oh, no. <laughs> it's so painful. Oh no. So, why is it painful? I said, because of the wound. He said, uh huh. That's how it is when you are offended, when you are hurt. Normal things that other people enjoy are painful to you. Normal things that you use for your own good are a problem to you. Why? Because you are hurt. If you are offended with me, as I'm busy preaching here, we are flowing and we are talking and we are laughing. But you'll be sitting down saying that, hey, they are talking about me. Hey, they are describing me. Why is mommy always using me as an example? Me, I will not come to church again because when I come, the pastor is always preaching me. The truth of the matter is that I don't even know who you are and I don't know what you are thinking about. Yeah. But when you are hurt, you see, and he made me see, you see, you are having a shower, but you are looking very funny because as you are showering, your hand is here. Can you imagine a shower with your hand here? When you allow the offense to stay there, you begin to look funny. You begin to look funny. What is not difficult is difficult. What is not a problem is a problem. But the truth is that it is your head that is doing it. One day, a certain wife, she had had a long standing issue with her husband. The man he was living his life. <laughs> And she, she was offended. She got up one morning and she sat behind the computer to do something. And the husband was trying to make conversations. And then he said, oh, 
Why are you checking your mails? Why? 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 Every day you want to control me? What is that? Just small email that I said I'm going to do, and you are now coming to ask me what is wrong? In this house, I don't have any freedom. The husband left the house. He came to the office to take a bath. That's how come we heard all the story. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, it's big. You see, <laughs> if you leave bitterness, eh? <laughs> I say, if you leave bitterness, you behave like a mad person. And some of you already, that's how you are. Hey, today I pray that you are relieving yourself of all this. And saying that, no, I will not walk in bitterness. It doesn't mean the other person is right. We are not dealing with the other person. We're dealing with you. Yeah. We're dealing with you. And I'm saying that for your own sake. Or you can't see that this is my friend I'm describing. She needs to let it go. They have just asked you a question in the morning. What spark it is there? Hey. By the end of the spark, the man had to collect his things and run for his life. Hey, offense will make you an unfaithful person. Yeah, it will make you stop participating in things because you are offended. So you won't take part. There are some of you who are here, but you never take part in anything that we are doing. Watch, oh, because you are on a dangerous road. You have begun to delete yourself. Yeah. Wow. I won't say anything anymore. Absalom became passive. He didn't say anything to his brother. It would have been better if he had gone to his brother's house, charged at his brother, and they tried to fight for people to even separate them, and he would get all what is in him out. But he sat there, he said nothing. Two years. Who have you not spoken to for two years? Some families, every day there's a quarrel. All girls like me say, Amen. Amen. We can quarrel and it will cross generations. And sometimes the current generation, they don't even remember what the original quarrel was about. Oh. But Charlie, we have to, there's a tradition. We don't. <laughs> hey, God alone knows what has been destroyed by these long, 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 long. I don't know why you are angry. I said, my people, they are my people. I'm not talking about your people. <laughs> hey, are you in the house? One time, one of our bishops was sharing with us how his father and his uncle had had a quarrel that had lasted when he was a child. The case was in court. That uncle eventually became an old man. He had a stroke. He was still quarreling. You see, when you do... <laughs> And he was quarreling over a plot of land that the, the child who um, inherited that land was not born at the time when the will was being written. So it is true, you have a case. But at the time when he was chasing the case, he already had houses and lands in the UK. But he chased it uh, every August, he'll come back and then they'll go to court over the same. Hey, you know, that's why I said it's like madness. He didn't even need it anymore. So if you leave the matter, leave it. Do what? Leave it. You have quarreled with your uncle so now. Hmm. Anyway, let's move on. Passivity. So you are just there. Be careful of quiet people. 
not quiet by nature people people who are quiet because something has made them quiet uh-huh. you see that this guy makes noise all the time they come there suddenly you have become if you are sitting by a very quiet person who looks as if they don't turn their head ask them that excuse me excuse me <laughs> is that how you normally are or is something happening because when you are offended you don't say anything anymore you become passive and from passivity you begin to <laughs> criticize yeah when you are in this church if you are working in this church you are so tired most of the time you, you can't even think about things to criticize but when you are not working you are passive that's when you see that oh the balloons but those of us who are tired in fact we can't even yeah well we do care but we don't see we are too tired to think about it are you there where were you last night's prayer meeting 10 to 12 were you inside the prayer meeting this morning another group 3 to 6 some people didn't wake up I haven't mentioned their name they didn't wake up the 6 a.m. prayer meeting were you inside if you end up you are too tired to now come and start criticizing things that mm, mm. look at the hair Mm. Mm. this kind of singing that they are singing in the church mm. this kind of dancing they are dancing in the church you see you have time to notice and criticize because you are not doing anything anything you are just idle wow wow in numbers chapter 12 look is there an usher at that corner I need somebody to keep people sitting well Numbers 12, because most of you don't know how to behave in the house of God. Yeah, so we are learning. Tell neighbor, we are learning. We shall correct it, sir. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? You see, when you begin to criticize, you even leave the matter at hand. They are now not even talking about the woman matter. They are saying that it is only him that God talks to. He also talks to us. The Bible says God heard it and he was not amused. Criticism. Try not to criticize anything when you go to church. If you go to a church and you don't like what is there, go to another one. That's why the churches are different. Listen, Jesus did not have only one disciple. He had 12. He knew that any church that was pastored by Peter, so, so noise. The man was a sanguine. He was talking all the time. When he should talk, he will talk. When he shouldn't talk, right, he's talking. Yeah. That's why he also had somebody like John. John didn't talk a lot. Hey, how were you there? How do you know that he didn't talk a lot? Open your Bible. Like, go and buy a Bible with the red letters. You see that John is the one who quoted Jesus the most. You cannot be talking a lot and writing a lot. But for John, we'll not know how to be born again, oh. But for John, he is the one who told us. But for John, salvation and carboying. We don't know how to be born again. But for John, we will not have understood what they are saying about the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. We will not have He is the one who wrote all those things. As Jesus was a quiet man. So if you don't like Peter's things, just go to church with John. And please, if you are like me and you don't like the quietness with John, let's go to Peter. He's free. That's why they were 12. M&A. So that you don't criticize. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they come in to rap in the church. I think you are new. <laughs> if you are my age, you remember a time when they also said pianos like this are of the devil. And that in the church you must have pipe organ. The one that is, it weighs more than a ton. With um, <laughs> But today it's okay. When reggae came, Dana, 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 dana. This is of the devil. But today, you are trying. Hey, someone I said, Reggae, they don't know it. Master, pick your answer. Where's your mic? Pick any Reggae song. Winner man all the time. Jesus is the winner man. That one too, at that time, they said it was Satan. Hey. But today we are singing a good song. We don't even think about it. Yeah, old ones, new ones, we don't even think about it. Winner man. Winner then today they are running around saying that what? Church boys. Will be a in challah will be a. You see, it's also just a type. What am I trying to say? In 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 trying to be a certain way, you become too stiff and you begin to criticize. Yeah, you begin to criticize. If you don't like it, just move to another place. Just move to another place. Yeah. So you don't criticize, just leave it. Because the criticism leads you into other things. As you begin to criticize, so remember, you were independent, doing your own thing. You got offended. Are you there? You became passive. You begin to criticize. Now you begin to become political. Political, you come to these people, you talk a little. But look, these people, the way they, yeah. It's possible to be in a church and they say that, ah, today Pastor Russell is leading a prison worship. I won't sing. I won't dance. You have created factions in the church. But it's true. We will only sing and dance if it is our. That's how it comes apart about. By being offense, offended, by being passive, by being, by criticizing now, you are looking for your own coppers. Your own coppers. Tell anybody that, look, we are all here. All of us are here. We, we like ourselves. We are children of God. We have stopped. We have stopped. We won't do these things again. Amen. And Absalom passed through all these things. When he got to a point, remember he was very hurt. Said he wouldn't say anything about anything. He didn't say anything to his father about how he was hurt about Absalom. After he finished Absalom, he was still sitting there. Then he began to create factions in the town. The Bible says that he would sit at the gate. And when anybody is coming to see his father, the king, then he would say, hmm, your case, no, eh? It's a real case, oh. But this our king, he has not found anybody who will judge it. And the Bible says, by doing so, he stole the hearts of the men. It was not long, and he rose up against his father. Don't join a rebellion. It is never good, and it's never right, and it comes from somewhere. And you see that in every place that there has been rebellion, even when you think it is for a good cause, confusion results. I don't know how many of you follow foreign news, but there was a time when a lot of nations rose up and threw out their leaders.
today Libya is nothing. You may think Gaddafi is bad, but today, nothing. Which other nation did the same thing? Egypt. Tunisia. Did it, all of them. They may have had a case, oh, but the open rebellion with which they got up and did it, it has spoiled their nations. It has devastated the nation totally. Yeah. Completely. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Yeah. Don't become a rebel. It will make you unfaithful. Some of you in the house, you're already practicing rebellion. I want you to decide that from today. I won't do that. I'm going to be a faithful person. I'm going to be somebody who they can depend on to do the right thing. And to do God can depend on me. My parents can depend on me. Those who are my boss can depend on me. When you are a faithful person, not that you are faithful at home, then in the office you join the people who are talking against the boss. Hmm. Hey, mommy, you don't know my boss. It's true, I don't know your boss, but it doesn't change the rule. Yeah. Don't rise up. Don't rise up in that way. Are you in the house? Absalom spoiled his life. By the end of the story, he had fought against his father and he was a dead man. And there were 200 people who went with him when he was going to fight against the king. And the Bible said they went in the simplicity of their mind. They didn't even understand what they were doing. As a church, we have also seen people doing that. And we have seen in recent times when people have risen up out of whatever. I don't even know. One of them, I wish I could even say he was offended. I don't know what he had to be offended about. Then you rise up. And then you see other people who don't know so much, but then they go and add themselves to the rebels. And then you see that, Charlie. They begin to pay a price for it. Are you in the house? Hey, you are very quiet. I wonder what you are thinking about. Yeah. They rose up. They began to say all kinds of things. Our slate has not been paid. Our this, our that. We are taking the church to court. Well, if you take us to court, we have to answer you. Oh? If they take you to court, don't you have to go? So we went. So when we went to the court, as they were preparing the things, they now began to see. This one has stolen this. This one has... We would never have seen it. So now there's a criminal case against them. Yeah. Meanwhile, we are a church. We will never take any of our children to court. But you took us so. Are you in the house? So one young guy who followed them, he said that (laughs) the church that has been built, he built it, it's for him. So when they were doing the criminal case, they called the bishop from the area. He said, come with your papers. So the guy will come with his papers. And sure. When he got, because now this is now a police case. So the police was handling it. So when they came, where are your papers? Our bishop said, these are the papers. This is where we, how we bought the land, the cement, the this. The, of course, we keep our records all the time. We don't mess around with money. We put everything there. Guy, where are yours? I, I don't own the thing anymore. It's not true. I don't own it. And the policeman told him, you can't just withdraw like that. He said, okay. Hey. Turn to your neighbor and say, never follow a rebel. Don't do it. Yeah. If you have an issue and you want redress, seek the right channel for redress. Yeah. Seek the right channel for redress. Yay, mercy. Why, you don't like more than the examples. You want me to only give you Old Testament examples. 
You said we didn't pay your snitch. They have gone to collect all the papers and we have put it there. If you hadn't said that, we wouldn't have investigated. Are you there? Then as we are watching our papers, then we discover that you have signed because as the, here, I pay my snitch myself. I signed the church check. That says pay your snitch. So he had signed. Where is the money? You didn't pay it. You've eaten it. Ah, is this the case? It's getting tensions. Are you in the house or you have traveled? I'm saying this to say to you, don't join yourself to a rebel. There is always a proper way to do a thing. Always. Amen? Always. There's always a proper way. Never make yourself an unfaithful person. Hear me, I'm unfaithful because my partner was unfaithful first. Since when did two wrongs become a right? And my boss stole this money, so I've also stolen this one. Since when? I said, what, since? Ah, is the guy sleeping behind you? Oh, brother, sit well, sit well. The way you are sitting is not good. Yeah, sit properly. Oh, come on. You are in church. What is that? <laughs> hey, but why are you saying it from the pulpit? Where again should I say it from? <laughs> Merci. This morning, I want you to just begin to think of yourself and say that I'll never be a rebel. I will not do the wrong thing. Are you there? I will not what? I will not do the wrong thing. I'm going to do the right thing. Hallelujah. You have a case, first, go to God with it. First, pray about it. You're offended about something. Let me share that scripture with you. Matthew 5, 44. It's not theory, it's practice. I told you I was hurt about something. This was my healing scripture. For I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. For me, I started with the bottom of the scripture. Pray for them. Are you there? That one, not about the case. Pray for the person. What I found happening was that as I prayed for the person, that burden of hurt in there, it was as if it began to melt. Are you seeing it? It just melted away. And I was healed of the offense. May God heal you from the offense because it will poison you. It will make you a candidate for unfaithfulness. Many wives, many husbands who are unfaithful is because they were hurt by the partner and they never left it. And they kept it and then bitterness. And out of bitterness, Matthew 24, 10, betrayal. May we never betray May we what? Never betray. I want you to stand to your feet for a few minutes and I just want you to pray. Just talk to the Lord this afternoon and ask the Lord to have mercy on you. Maybe you are offended. I want you to talk to him. Say, Lord, I'm letting go as of now. I'm letting go, so help me. It's true that what the person did was wrong. It's true that the person has offended you. But you just want to say, Lord, from today, I'm letting go. From today. I'm letting go. Talk to the Lord for Ask him to help you. Help me, Lord. Ask him to help you in the name of Jesus. Randorobos, help me in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Forgive me, Lord. I bring all the first, Lord. 
Father, thank you for your word to us today. I pray that we will never be disloyal people. Not in our homes, not in our workplaces, not in the church. But that wherever you place us, Lord, we will be faithful. We will do what is right. We ask, Lord, that you save us from canceling out our lives. Help us. In the mighty name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You are here this afternoon. You are bitter against somebody. I don't want you to come forward. But standing where you are standing. Just place your hand on your, your, hand on your chest. And let me pray with you. Somebody has done something. And you are struggling to get out of it. Just place your hand there as I pray. Somebody has wounded you. Said something. Done something. Neglected you. Maybe it was a parent. They didn't pay your fees. Maybe somebody was unfair to you. But today, I want us to go before God and ask him to heal our hearts. Father, I pray for your children. I ask, oh God, that you see each one with a hand on their heart. Lord, those hearts are burning and hurting. I pray that you will heal them. I pray that healing will come to them in Jesus' name. I pray that they will take the word they've heard today and pray for that person in the name of Jesus. And Lord, may the poison of the head begin to leave them even now let healing come let healing come oh god let the pain of betrayal be removed in the mighty name of jesus we thank you because we know that you have done it in jesus name amen and amen if your hand was on your heart i want to give you that scripture matthew 5 44 this week meditate on it pray for the person do you understand what i said for the person Pray for the person, not about the, not about the incident. Pray for the person. Lord, help him. Lord, keep him. Lord, watch over here. You will see that that poison will leave you. And God will take over your case. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want to invite you this afternoon to give your life to Jesus Christ. If you are here, you cannot say for a fact that when your time is up, you're going to join Jesus in heaven that you're going to heaven. I want to help you. The Bible says that except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. To be born again in your spirit because Jesus said that which is born of spirit is spirit. How are you going to be born again? It's by giving your life to Jesus. And that's what I want to lead you to do. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, you are saying, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Jen, lift up your right hand and we'll pray together. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. I want you to just step out of where you are. Let a pastor or an usher help you. Please come to me. We're going to pray together. You lifted up your hand. Just come. Just come to me. Just come. I saw the hands at the middle, at the back. Just come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. Just step out and come. Take your bag, take your box, whatever you have, and just come. God bless you. God bless you. thinking about it but your heart is pounding this afternoon it's Jesus way of speaking to you and telling you that my friend there's something you need to correct between me and you we need to sort it out now and so in this few minutes just come just come don't let shyness don't let anything hold you back just come don't let the friend with whom you came be the one to hold you back 
from answering Jesus this afternoon. If you're standing in front here, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Make it your prayer as well. And you want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for these ones who are standing here this afternoon. I pray for them that your hand will be upon their lives, that you keep them and help them in all that they do in the mighty name of Jesus. May they never go back, O oh Lord, but rather grow closer and closer to you. May they never be bitter. May they never be hurt. I thank you for your grace that they will always come out above and not beneath in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-B-S-E. God richly bless you.